The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, uh, Jimmy Klein. Hello! 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 And on this <laughs> podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do is we take the episode, Jimmy, as you mm-hmm. know, we break it down. Mm-hmm. We make it hop for our pleasure, Hell only yeah. to find it doesn't hop as well as we'd hope. Mm-mm. So we go find a new episode to replace it. Then mm-hmm. it ends up ruining a date we have. <laughs> All for your <laughs> listening enjoyment. On today's episode, we take a look at season four, episode 15, entitled Greg Gets Grounded. Oh. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel <clears> free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and... Lord have mercy. Amen. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Uh, So we we forgot to mention this last week, which we totally should have. We dropped the ball completely. Yeah. Um, But happy anniversary, Jimmy. Happy anniversary. It's our second anniversary for a Brady podcast. It was on October 19th. So that's exciting. So does that mean it's the show's third? What? Well, because oh. I wasn't on season one that much. No, 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 no. It's it's the show's second. So okay, okay. So yeah, <clears throat> cool, cool. So, yeah, and uh, we um we may have a uh, possible teaser for well. This is the teaser, so we do have a contest <laughs> <laughs> that we're going to give a little bit more info about at the end of the episode. Yes, yes. So, yeah. A teaser. (laughs) Oh, Jim, you're giving too much away. (laughs) This is going to be good. This is going to be good. All right. So, what else is going on? How was your week? Uh, It was all right. I took in a couple more snakes this week. So, that was interesting. One of them staring at me right now as I talk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, what kind of steak yeah. was it? Uh, well, I took in a, another ball python that somebody didn't want. And so he's super, super, super sweet. And he's just always curious. And he's just, he's the coolest ball python we have at the moment. And mm. we went over to my my two sister-in-law's house <coughs> uh, to feed their cats while they're on vacation. Yeah. And um, uh, there was a corn snake, a baby, little tiny baby hatchling that was stuck in the screen door. And he looked like his back was broke. And so took him home in a Tupperware bin. He's in a 10-gallon aquarium now. And I tried mm. feeding him today. He wouldn't eat. So I, he may not last much longer. So, yeah, great um, way to start off the <laughs> – I just realized. Great story well, to start off the podcast with. But Well, hey, I mean, I'll one-up you. You gained a pet this week, and I lost a pet this week. So This is true. Yeah, so a cat that a, – a very old cat that I inherited when my mother passed away back in 2014. Mm-hmm. I got her cat 
and she was I don't even, older than my son. So she was, I think, around 16, 17 years old, somewhere around Jeez. there. And uh, so she passed away, and uh, my son were, and I were both there and literally watched her take her last breath. And mm. and then luckily you were there for us yet again, Jimmy. Uh, you let <laughs> us come over and bury her in your yard next to another cat that we lost Heck a yeah. few years ago. So, <clears throat> yeah. Boom. Yeah. I collect animals, whether they're alive or past. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you do always take in like, you're like the Statue of Liberty of animals. So it's like, <laughs> send me your tired, your poor, your dead. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you always take in animals that have like, like you had a three-legged cat, you had a yeah. one-eyed cat, you had a... Mm. Now I <laughs> got else? a snake with a broken back. I got another snake with a crooked back. I got a crested gecko with a twisted tail. Like. Yeah, you see, I so recently saw a video on YouTube of of a great white shark that had scoliosis. Oh God, yeah, that's like a bad shark. joke. Yeah, so this poor shark, it felt so bad for it. They showed it, and it's like picture it like a normal shark, but then take in the middle where his dorsal fin is, and mm -hmm. then just give him like like his like if you were like oh to crunch up. Like so it looks like he was. All the it looked time. like he's doing an imitation of a dolphin all the time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, this is my imitation of a dolphin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yeah, that sounded like a terrible joke. <laughs> you want to hear a terrible so the joke? The shark walks into a bar. He's got scoliosis, and they're like, well, "What are you supposed to be, a dolphin?" I don't know. What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? I don't know, Jimmy. What? You can't pay five dollars to get a garbanzo bean on your chest. <laughs> Five dollars. Or to have a garbanzo bean on your chest. Never mind. I, I fucked up the joke. Thanks, Ty. That's all right. But five dollars, man. That's that's some, like you uh, ain't never paid five dollars to have a chickpea on your chest. Well, good. Oh no, I I got a chickpea guy. Yeah. Oh, do you? Okay. He does it cheaper than that. <laughs> it's weird because they just rest a little chickpea on your chest, and you're like, "What's the big deal?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get the joke. But. All right, so. <clears throat> Let's take our first break, and when we wow, come back... Wow, that was the quickest... Yeah, that was only 7 minutes and 22 seconds. That's about normal, I've oh, noticed. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right, and when we come back, we're really going to get into this, and uh, so, yeah. We also have yeah. a, a guest in this episode, I mean, of the Brady Bunch, you know, that we've seen oh, yes. before, that we'll talk we more about later. Yes, we do. All right, we'll be back. Tech, what's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They, too, sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? <laughs> HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, 
I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size, oh, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. <laughs> right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, Alf, Beetlejuice, The Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. <laughs> and don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items... Ugly Halloween sweaters. <laughs> and check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you can't even get, the, you can't even get those on a face mask. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. Halloweencostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are uh, back. Yes. All right. So we get the Brady Bunch season four, episode 15, entitled Greg Gets Grounded. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Sorry. That's about the episode. <laughs> it first aired on January 19th, 1973. It was written by Elroy Schwartz. I think another brother. Uh, directed by Kevin's dad, Jack Arnold. Heck yeah. So, and according to IMDb, this is the third episode to feature Sherwood Schwartz's daughter, Hope Sherwood, but nice. now Hope Juber. So, and the second as Greg's girlfriend, Rachel, because I think she mm. comes back and plays like a different character in another episode. <laughs> Doesn't she play, but, I think, three, two or three different characters? Yeah, but this is a twice now she played Rachel. Mm. I um, wish I could ask her. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of neat and interesting, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Huh. I wish I could talk to Hope Juber. Yeah, it would be neat. Hmm. Anywho, the record album Greg has purchased and arrived with at home in the opening scene is by the fake band, the Strawberry Shortcakes. Yeah, I read, I paused <laughs> it on I was like, the Strawberry, and then I'm sitting there Googling it going, that's not even a real band. This is stupid. And I read the note at the top, the IMDb. I'm like, oh. I'm just doing research for nothing. <laughs> All right, so you ready? I am ready. Okay. So we fade in. Scene one. Our story opens with Greg and Bobby pulling into the driveway with Greg behind the wheel. Mm. They both get out and Bobby is holding a large box that was sitting on his lap. Bobby says, thanks for taking me to get Spunker. Greg says, it's okay, Bobby. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, if you can hear dogs in the background, that's my neighbors. I have very thin walls. But yes. um, <laughs> thanks for taking me to get spot. Where'd they go? Like a red light district? Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it fell off because he was messing with it too much. <laughs> anyway, uh, the camera shows that Spunker is a large bullfrog. <laughs> 
Bobby says, he costs $2, but he's worth it. Greg says, that's a pretty expensive frog. Bobby says, yeah, but he's a jumper. Greg says, well, for two bucks, you ought to get a pole vaulter. (laughs) As they walk in the house, Bobby says, what's two bucks if he wins a contest? First prize is $25. Greg says, hey, you'll be loaded. Bobby excitedly says, yeah. Then pauses and asks, Greg, you're going to drive me and Spunker to the frog jumping contest (laughs) next Saturday, aren't you? Greg says, sure. Wouldn't miss it. Hey, and if you win that $25, you and Spunker can pay for that gas. (laughs) Greg just laughs as they both walk into the house. Spunker. (laughs) That was my nickname in high school. (laughs) I remember people calling you that. Why'd they call you that? Because, well, I, don't, I mean, my lawyer said I can't talk about it. So. Oh, okay. Because they call me like Melon because my head was big. It looked like a melon. But why would they call you Spunker? You don't look like a like a spunk. Yeah. So you have notes? <laughs> <laughs> so is he going to keep that frog in a cardboard box? Like That's not how you well, keep a frog. I assume he's like, using them just for the contest and then he's probably going to throw them away. <laughs> and yeah. I'll probably euthanize it feed to the dog. Um, but also, that that's not what a bullfrog sounds like. And I put a YouTube video. It, it sounds more like like a cell phone on silent, like like a buzzing almost sound, like a like a really yeah. deep buzz kind of sound. Oh, so do we? The, do the we sound they were pl- the sound they were playing was tree frogs. That wasn't a bullfrog. So, oh. well, that's good to know. Well, let's let's hear what a real bullfrog sounds like. Okay. It does. It sounds like like a phone vibrating on a glass table or something. Mm Interesting. Yeah, they were playing the sounds of tree frogs. So that kind of bugged me a little bit, but that's okay. That's, they, nobody would know what that was. If they played that, they'd be like, that's not a frog. So, and spray. Yeah, where's Robert Reed on that one? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> scene two in the den. Bobby comes running in with Spunker still All in over the box. His face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He says, "Mom, Dad, look what I got for the frog jumping contest." It cost me $2, and I named him Spunker. Mike <laughs> says, wow, he looks like a champ to me. Carol says, yeah, and very handsome for a frog, you know, because Carol's an expert in frogs now. <laughs> yeah. And then she makes a disgusted look on her face. Bobby <laughs> Bose saying, I wouldn't have been able to get him if it wasn't for Greg. He drove hmm. me down to the pet store. Greg says, oh, that's okay, Bob. I thought it was weird and puts his arm around him. Bobby continues. Boy, is Greg ever a great driver. We just missed getting into an accident. (laughs) Mike and Carol have a look of concern come over their faces when Carol asks what happened, you know, because she's never been in an accident. Greg sighs and says nothing really. 
Bobby says, what do you mean nothing? Greg was great. You see, there was this big truck in front of us, and Greg slammed on his brakes and then skidded right in between the big truck and the freeway fence. Hmm. Mike, with a serious tone, asks, he cut you off, Greg? Greg simply says, no, sir. Carol asks, were you driving too fast? <laughs> That's right up there with, was there a problem at school? Um, <laughs> Greg shakes his head and says, no. Mike asks, well, you must have been if you couldn't stop in time. Bobby mm. chimes in and says, honest, dad, he wasn't driving too fast. He just bought a new record album. He was looking at the back cover. Greg is now giving Bobby a dirty look. Carol, now shocked, asks, while you were driving? <laughs> Greg says, Bobby, I only glanced at it. Mike, now getting pissed, says, on the freeway? Greg, now defending himself, says, Dad, nothing happened. I didn't even scratch the car. Carol, with her hands on her hips, says, Greg. Wasn't it just last week we were talking to you about paying attention while you drive? Mike, not taking any more of this buffoonery, says, <laughs> I think you better start thinking about your driving habits while you don't use the car for a week. Hmm. Greg says, a week? Dad, that's not fair. Mike, growing more tired of this skylarking, <laughs> turns back to his work. As he says, well, it's a lot fairer than not using the car for two weeks for this tomfoolery. Mm. Mm. Greg, er <laughs> Greg argues back again, saying, but dad, I wasn't. Mike interrupts him, saying, you want to try for three? Mm. Greg, now showing defeat, stomps off like a little child and leaves <laughs> the room. Mike and Carol just shake their heads. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Bob? Really? They call him Bob every once in a but while. That, he don't look like a Bob at all. Like, because <laughs> he's only eleven. Man, a Bob 11 is like that weird called Bob. <laughs> old retired guy lives down the street from you. That like, I don't know. You <laughs> see him outside pulling weeds in his yard or something. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. But also at the beginning, Greg looks so proud. <laughs> he was talking about like took him to the bet store and he was you know good driver and all he looked so proud it's funny um but mike looked pissed <laughs> holy shit he looked pissed he's like you want to try for three fucking good damn <laughs> all right scene three later in the backyard bobby has spunker out of his box and sitting in front of him on the porch bobby says are you going to clean that up? No. <laughs> Bobby says, come on, Spunker. Just jump. Just a little. Little jump. Just jump. Come on, Spunker. You can do it. I remember you doing that. You used to say that in the bathroom all the time. <laughs> Just then Peter walks in and pipes up. Hey, where'd you get the frog? First time? Bobby looks up at him and says, yeah, I bought him at the pet store. Peter says, the pet store? That's not where you go the first time. Just then, we see Greg pulling into the driveway on his shiny red bicycle. <laughs> Bobby says to Peter, but this is a special bullfrog. Greg walks up and greets Peter, then greets Bobby in an annoyed fashion. Hi. 
Thanks for opening your big fat fucking mouth. Mm. Now I get to ride my bike instead mm. of drive the car. Bobby, seeming sorry, puts his head down. Peter asks what happened. Greg says, I'm grounded for a whole week because of... He then points to Bobby and says, him. Mm. Bobby, trying to defend himself, says, I was just telling mom and dad what a great driver you are. Greg asks, how old are you? Bobby says, 11. Greg turns to Peter and says, that's amazing. (laughs) Bobby asks, what is? Greg says, how anyone can get so stupid in such a short time. And then he storms off in a huff. Mm. After Greg leaves, Peter kneels down next to Bobby and Spunker. (laughs) Bobby says, he won't think I'm so stupid when Spunker wins. (laughs) Peter asks, wins what? Bobby says, the pet store is having a big frog jumping contest. Peter says, I bet I'll win. I can jump way higher than a frog can. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I was half expecting you to go, I win, I win. Oh, no. (laughs) No, that's not what he says. He actually says, you mean like the one we saw in the newspaper at Calaveras County? You know, like the one. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby says, yeah, first prize is $25. Peter lights up and says, $25. Wow. Can anyone enter the contest? Bobby sarcastically says, no, it's just for frogs. (laughs) Peter says, very funny. Peter gets up, and Bobby asks where he's going. Peter says, down to Burke's Pond to get a frog. I'm getting in on that contest, and walks off. Bobby says, you'll just get a plain old frog down there, not a thoroughbred like Spunker. Right, Spunker? Spunker just croaks. (laughs) He died? That's fucked up, Ted. (laughs) Um, The fuck is Peter wearing? What? You didn't notice what Peter's wearing? I try to pay attention a little bit more now. <laughs> he's wearing like this Pokemon looking hat. And then he's wearing like, he just looked ridiculous. You need to go back and watch Like do yourself a favor and <laughs> go back and watch it. It, the, it looked like everything was an afterthought. Like it wasn't a put together outfit. It looked like they just grabbed three random things off the shelf. Anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> why was it Bobby's fault? Why don't he just blame the strawberry shortcakes while he's at it too? Like, <laughs> I don't know, because um, he brought it up. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been brought up, I guess. That's ridiculous. Um, all that they, they kept doing this one shot of Peter, like dead on, and it looked mm-hmm. terrible. Did you notice it? Yeah, I did notice it, because for one thing, he was looking forward, saying his lines, but Bobby right. was to his left. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, who's he talking to? Well, then he was out of focus, too. That probably didn't yeah. help <clears throat> um, But also, it was kind of a dick move on Peter's part. What? Well, because Bobby's all excited about being in this frog jumping contest. And Peter's like, I'm going to get one too. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, this is my contest. Like, you can't just be <laughs> on my side and root for me. Why you got to be in it too? <laughs> it's so, true. I thought it was kind of a dick move. Scene four. Later, Greg is on the phone with his friend, Scott. He says, Scott, no, I struck out. I had to ride my bike all the way down to the music store and they're sold out. I think every store is sold out. I think the only way to get tickets to the rock concert now is to drive all the way down to the stadium. Me? No, I can't. I can't use the car. Can't you get them? Well, I promised Rachel I'd take her to the concert and got to get tickets. 
Greg sighs and says, hey, maybe Howie Marshall can use the car, huh? Right, I'll find out. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Guys don't say that to their friends, right? <clears throat> but anyways, why did I say all right? Never mind. Um, and he hangs up, but then picks it back up again and dials a new number. Hmm. I actually watched this episode twice, and the second time during the scene, I noticed, I think he messed up a line because he says, I promised Rachel I'd take you to the concert. Oh, does he really? But he says it really fast, though, so it was like, hard to catch. <laughs> so I promised mm. Rachel I'd take you to the concert. <clears throat> wow. So I don't know. Probably show up with, you know, Scott Sherno with no pants. <laughs> um <laughs> Let it go. Inside joke, everybody. Let it Inside go, joke, Jimmy. You know. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, why did he hang up the phone and then pick it back up again? Like me and you have used know. those kind of phones and you don't physically hang up the phone. It's not magic. Like you can hang up the phone without putting the receiver right. on the phone. Right. Um, I thought that was kind of weird. I, f- um, I mean, I figured it was kind of like one of those where you hang up and then as he's hanging up, he's like, Oh, yeah. Let me call. Well, no, he had just got done telling Scott that he I was going to so, call yeah. Howie or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So. <clears throat> All right. Scene five. Back on the back porch, Peter is holding his new frog to get him ready for the big contest. Just then, Jan and Cindy come walking out. They <laughs> walk up to him and Jan asks, is that Bobby's frog? Peter says, no, he's mine. I got him at Burke's Pond. <laughs> is that Bobby's spunk? <laughs> Cindy asks, what's his name? Peter says, so far, I'm just calling him Frog. And he giggles at his own joke. Mm-hmm. Cindy smiles and says, that's a dumb name. Peter quick-wittedly says, well, it's better than calling him Dog. Oh, dang. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not even a dog. He's not even a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got four legs. True. That's true. Cindy, trying to save the writer's worst joke in history, asks, why don't you call him Croker? Peter lights up and says, Croker, yeah, old Croker, good idea. He looks at Frog, I mean Croker, in the face and asks, how do you like your name, old Croker? Croker just croaks. Peter nods and says, he likes it. I got to get some leaves for his house. Here, hold him. Peter hands old Croker over to Cindy. She jumps back and says, oh, no, not me. He tries to hand him to Jan, but Jan yells back, me either. He's all slimy. And then they walk off. Peter sighs and says to himself, girls. He then puts old Croker down, takes his hat off, and places it on top of O.C. O.C. is what I call him. Oh, okay. Old Croker, yeah. He then says, there, that'll hold you for a minute. Peter then gets up and carries a bucket over to the bushes to put some leaves in it. But just then, his hat jumps. And wouldn't you know it, Alice comes walking out (laughs) carrying a basket of laundry to hang them up to dry. She walks past the hat lying on the ground and notices it starts to hop on its own. She stops. Then nothing happens, so she continues to walk some more. But then the hat hops again. Alice, confused, looks back. Peter, while adding leaves and sticks into the bucket, notices this folly and begins to giggle. Alice looks over at Peter and asks, Hey, Peter, did you see that? Peter, acting like he has no clue, says, See what? Alice watches the hat for a few seconds. Nothing happens and says, Never mind. 
and chuckles to herself. She turns back to hang the laundry, then hears two hops hit the ground and she looks back. But nothing. Alice now turns to cartoon logic and pretends to take one step, but never taking her eyes off the hat. Nothing. She gives up again and moves on forward and the hat jumps again. She stops and looks back. Peter, still giggling as all this plays out for his enjoyment. Alice, now convinced the hat is jumping on its own, places the laundry basket down and slowly walks over to the jumping hat. Just as she's about to pick it up, it hops twice and scares her, and she stops in place. Peter, still giggling as the shenanigans play out, Alice now reaches down for the hat, but also trying to see underneath it. She bends down and hops again, which makes her jump back a little. But she then musters up all the courage and lifts the hat up off the ground. O.C. lets out a croak. <laughs> Alice screams and falls back onto the ground. Peter, while laughing, loses his damn mind as he scares his maid once again, most likely sending her to an early grave. <laughs> Alice sees that it's just a frog, but still seems a bit uneasy and attempts to laugh it off. Meanwhile, Peter just laughs. <clears throat> not, not to keep pointing out stuff out, but it's actually not very yeah. healthy for the frog to keep holding it. Just throwing that out there. Because it's not healthy to hold the frog, is that what you're saying? It's for not healthy frog? for the frog, yeah, because they, they breathe through their skin and they, they absorb water through their skin. So anything on your skin will get absorbed through their skin. So it's really not yeah. healthy for them. Um, why didn't Peter just take the frog with him? Like, what? Uh, just <laughs> keep it in the bucket? Like, yeah. He's going to put because shit in the bucket for the frog have, anyways. Then we wouldn't have this folly with Alice. It's like That's her true. only scene in the whole episode. <laughs> That's for true. For some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. All right. All right. Whatever. Because hmm. <clears throat> I know when I, you know, clean out my tanks, I, I put them in the middle of the yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you put a hat on it. It's exactly. Fine, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Yeah. Okay, I tried that yeah. with a dog one time. It didn't really work. She just kind of shook and it fell off. Shook and she looked adorable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene <laughs> six. Later, we see Greg standing outside the den, waiting for Mike to complete his work and come out. After waiting a few minutes, Mike emerges from the den, holding a rolled-up sketch. Greg says, Hi, Dad. Did you finish your plans? Mike says, Yeah, I did. Finally. Greg then asks, Good. Can I see him? Mike, surprised to hear him, asks, says, What, the plans? Greg says, Sure, if you don't mind. Mike hands the plans over to Greg and he opens them up and takes a look, you know, because Greg did so good with him last time. Remember? <laughs> Greg then says, terrific. These are probably the best plans you ever done, huh? Mike says, uh, thank you. And takes them back from him and turns them right side up. <laughs> I thought that was a funny touch. I don't know if you noticed that. that was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. funny. Greg then says, by the way, Dan, but is quickly cut off by Mike saying no. Greg says, please, <laughs> just as one exception, there's no way I can get tickets without driving the car. Mike says, Greg, when I said you were grounded, I meant it. Greg pleads his case and says, but the tickets will all be gone in a couple of hours. Dad, I'll go straight there and I'll go straight back home. Mike looks at Greg and says very slowly, you cannot drive the car for one week, period. And then walks away up the stairs. Hmm. Greg sits down next to the phone <clears throat> that happens to be conveniently placed there 
even though it's <laughs> never been there before, and dials up his friend George. Greg says, George? Hi, Greg Brady. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Listen, uh, pal, you're my last chance to get tickets to that rock concert Saturday night. If you're not doing anything, how about coming over and picking me up and we'll go get them, huh? Oh, no. I didn't know you were sick. Uh, no, I, I can't use a car for about a week. Um, well, that's an idea. Yeah. But yeah, we, we all remember last time Greg dealt with plans. So <laughs> that's probably why Mike was just like, I guess if you really want to look at him. Like, <laughs> why does Mike's hair look so bad? He's got a perm hair. It looks terrible. I know. We all liked his hair much better in the first three or four seasons. Yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> I thought it was seasons. funny that Greg actually has a little black book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never seen I've heard yeah. that like cliche, but I've never seen anybody actually pull out a little black book. It's a big like 70s thing. I think 80s thing too. Yeah. And, then, and then when you meet someone, then you like pass it down to like a single bachelor. <laughs> you can here you can call all the girls that I fucked. Even you know, though they're, they're probably they're married probably, now. But, you know, and they're, pro- they're probably fu- you fuck me. They'll probably fuck you too. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. They're in college now, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Scene seven. Back in the backyard again. Bobby has a fake fly on a string and is bouncing it in front of Spunker. He is still trying to get him to jump. Bobby says, come on, Spunker. Come on, boy. Jump. Jump for it. Just then, Carol and Marcia come out, and Marcia says she has to go to the library for school. They stop at Bobby as he's still dangling the fly in front of Spunker to get him to jump. Carol, who can't seem to put visual context and audible context, such as, come on, jump for it, Spunker, together, asks, Bobby, what are you doing? <laughs> Bobby says, I'm trying to make Spunker jump at this fly. Marcia says, that's silly. Bobby says, oh, yeah, and throws the fake fly at Marsha, making her jump. Bobby proudly says, see, it made you jump. Carol picks it up and says, oh, it's not a real fly, Marsha. It's just a piece of knotted thread. <laughs> you sure? Detective uh-huh. Carol's on the case. Yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> Carol tosses the fly back to Bobby as he says, Spunker's smarter than you are, Marsha. You jumped and he didn't. <laughs> Marsha says, brothers and then playfully kicks at him as they walk off with Carol on their way to the library. <laughs> okay. I put down nothing gets by Carol. That's that that flies fake, right guys? That flies fake. <laughs> That's not a real fly. It's like, yes, thank God Carol's there. <laughs> she figures that out, but when she walks over to him, him dangling a fly in front of him saying, "Come on, get it." She's like, "What?" She has no clue what's happening. I'm what surprised is going on? <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't go after her when he was doing that. <laughs> like, damn it, that's right, it's fake. Dang it. <laughs> you know she was proud of herself later on. I was like, no. So Mike outside, like, it was a fake fly. I know. I noticed it was a fake fly. Um, you know what it was. You know what it was. <laughs> and Mike's probably like, not a piece of thread. It wasn't. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> but from a distance, it looked like it might have been real, Mike. Okay. Like, Marsha thought it out. was. Marsha right. jumped. jumped and screamed. But I I knew it was fake. Um, <laughs> I wasn't afraid of it. I picked it up. <laughs> I think one way to make frogs jump like that, though, honestly, is to 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 blow on their butt. And I put that yeah. on. <laughs> I know you used to work for Dak in high school. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know we used to have so much fun going and blowing on each other's my butts. Guys, stop. Stop making me jump. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Dang it. That time I bumped my knee on the table. <laughs> All right. Scene eight. Later in the supermarket, Carol's actually being productive and doing some grocery shopping. As she pushes a cart down the aisle, she runs into her friend, Jenny. Jenny says, oh, hi, Carol. It looks like you're going to feed an army. <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Carol says, well, yeah, with six kids, I've got an army. They both just laugh. <laughs> Jenny then says, well, if you need a lift home, I'll be happy to drop you off. Carol says, oh, no, I've got my car. Thanks. Jenny says, well, that's funny. Carol asks, what? <laughs> Jenny goes on. Well, I thought yours was still at the mechanics. Carol says, the mechanics? What on earth made you think that? Jenny says, well, when Greg came over to borrow George's car, I just assumed something was wrong with yours. Carol asks, Greg borrowed George's car? Jenny confirms. To take it to the stadium to pick up some rock concert tickets? Mm. Ooh. Okay, Yikes. so a few things with this scene here. Yes. So apparently Jenny isn't familiar with the size of Carol's family. She's like, <laughs> what are you yeah. feeding like like 10, 11 people? Like, yeah, that's yes, exactly. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so after watching this scene, I just imagine what Carol most likely said to Mike when she got home. You know, it's like <laughs> And then Jenny said, I just assumed your car was fucked up and in the shop because <laughs> your son came. You know, because of that well, piece of shit, the Brady's drive. What you heard about her running into somebody in the parking lot, right? <clears throat> what business of hers will I do with my fucking car? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just assumed it was broken. Why else would your son come over? Well, I mean, you're always hauling like 15 car. fucking people around the neighborhood. It just <laughs> makes sense that you'd have transmission issues. Just saying. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know why he would borrow my Georgie's car. But hey, you know, I didn't ask questions. I just assume it's better that way. <laughs> Leaves for better sitcom writing. It's like, I can drive you home. Mine has that conditioned air. I'm like that piece of shit you drive, Carol. <laughs> okay. Uh, so funny. <laughs> so what I found interesting is on the shelf in the background, they had high C. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Like, I'm like, well, like it's high drink. C. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought that yeah. was cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> did, it, did they have any wakey flakes in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any, but it looked like a lot of the stuff had to do with baking, which I thought was kind of funny because Carol, you know, <laughs> that's like <laughs> I know how to decorate a cake. Let me go down this aisle where yeah. they have baking stuff in high C. She's like, I know what this stuff is. <laughs> Congratulations, Carol. Flour that's used in the kitchen. <laughs> I see Alice uses all the time. <laughs> I know Alice has this right. up there. <laughs> Scene nine. <laughs> a bit later in the den, Carol is spreading rumors that she heard from Jenny at the grocery store to Mike. Carol says, Jenny said he borrowed George's car. Now, if he didn't, why would she say it? <laughs> Mike says, well, honey, I can't believe that Greg would deliberately disobey us. Just then, Greg walks into the den and says, Dad, Jen said you wanted to see me. Mike says, I do. Greg, did you get tickets to the rock concert? Greg says, yes. Mike asks, 
Did you drive George's car to the stadium? Greg looks around as if he may be guilty of doing something wrong. Carol seemingly disappointed adds, I met Mrs. Thompson at the supermarket. She mentioned it. All fucking snooty and shit mm-hmm. in my face. She's like, I got to the bottom Greg. of that shit because I'm fucking Detective Carol. Because <laughs> I'm proud of her shit. <laughs> Greg nods and says, yeah, I drove George's car. Mike says, after you've been told not to drive. Greg argues and says, you didn't tell me not to drive. Mike says, yes, I did. Greg adds, you said not to use our car. Carol butts in and says, Greg, we told you not to drive. Greg adds in, our car. He looks at both of them and says, you didn't say I couldn't drive any car. Mike says, yes, but you knew what we meant. Now you were grounded, right? Greg Brady Esquire says, (laughs) you said not to use our car for a week and I haven't used it. Carol says, oh, come on, Greg. That's walking a pretty fine line. Are you trying to say you didn't understand what we meant? No driving. Greg, looking innocent and sticking to his truth, says, I just know what you told me. And that was not to drive our car. Mike thinks for a second and says, okay, Greg. Okay. But let's make no mistake about this. Except for school, you are not to leave this house for the next 10 days. Mike then turns back to his work on his drafting table. Greg, looking shocked, says, 10 days? But I'll miss the rock concert. You can't mean that. Mike looks at him over his shoulder and says, oh, yes, I can. And I do. Because I'm (laughs) Mike motherfucking Brady. Mm. (laughs) Mike, feeling Greg getting worked up, turns around and states, and I don't want to hear another word about it. Greg scoffs, turns around, and storms out of the den in a huff. Dang. Damn. Mike motherfucking Brady. Oh, shit. Mm. I, I, I have to agree with Mike and Carol, though. I mean, I mean, I would have handled well, gotta, it differently. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk <clears> about that uh, when we come back from break, because I want to okay. break down. So, um, how did you... How did Jan know already that Mike wanted to see Greg? Because Mike literally <laughs> just found out. That's a good point. Unless, unless they'd already had the conversation and Carol's fucking bored. So she walked yeah. back into the den while he's working and is like, so can you believe what fucking Jenny? She was all like, you know, Greg mm-hmm. borrowed his car <laughs> and bring it up again. He's trying to fucking work. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, like I said an hour ago, can't believe Greg would disobey us, you know. So really, Mike is pissed off at Carol and he's taking on a Greg. Because <laughs> she <laughs> won't like, leave him the fuck because, alone, let him work. Right. He's trying to work. He keeps bringing up, she keeps walking and talking about the same conversation over and over again. Yep. And she's continuing like being like, uh, spreading, not spreading rumors, but like being like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A gossip monger? Yeah, gossiping yeah. and stuff like that about you. You know, it's like, oh my god, like where the fuck is Alice? <laughs> where is Alice? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right, so this is where we take our next break. So Greg has tickets to the rock concert and now just got grounded for ten days. Will Greg still get to go to the concert? Will Greg eventually look into a future in law? Will Spunker spunk the shit out of old Croker? Hmm. We'll be back. 
Hey, movie fans! Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over a hundred episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Ooh, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was. You're trying to do a little bit of a, you know, calisthenics to get ready to do some gymnastics. Well, I mean, like they're talking about from you know, you know, the jumping contest. I wanted to see how far I could go, you know, while spunking. <laughs> I think I may have pulled something <laughs> in my shoulder though, but that's okay. That's all right. It'll heal. <laughs> You'll be all right. I think. Yeah, I'll be all right. <clears throat> all right. So <laughs> I do want to talk about. You mentioned it earlier. I do want to talk about like who's right, Mike and Carol or right. Greg, right? So, I'm actually might be on Greg's side on this. Well, I mean, well, first of all, like if if the if the situation was was here, yeah. I tend to explain things a lot to the kids. <clears throat> like I don't like just applying rules and not explaining why the rules exist. So, yeah. and I know it probably drives the kids nuts. But if I had to ground any of the kids and say you can't drive for a week, I would make sure that they understood exactly why they can't drive for a week, what they did wrong, what the consequences could have been, what could have happened, you know, how often it happens, people I've known that it's happened to. And I would go through all that. So if this would have happened like here, they would have no excuse. Cause I would have explained the shit out of it. <laughs> so you would have used exact words. I wouldn't say exact words. <clears throat> I would have made sure they understood why they were grounded. Well, I think they know why. I mean, they did something wrong. But, yeah. But, I mean, they said you can't, You're. they specifically said you're not to drive our car for right. one week. Don't right. drive our car. But was that, in your opinion, was that a punishment or was that a, a behavior correction? Those are two totally different things. And if well, they, issued, if they issued it as a punishment, then it's, then it's Carolyn, it's, it's Carolyn Mike's fault. Because that's, that's a stupid way to deal with the problem. You don't just punish it randomly and not explain why they're being punished. The whole idea is to correct the behavior. <clears throat> well, from what the line that Carol says, like, didn't we just talk to you about your careless driving or something like that? Right. So it's been an issue already. Right. They've discussed and kind of let it go. But then this time this happens. And so now they're like, okay, you're not to drive our car for one week. Which he could take that as, okay. You don't want the car to get damaged, so you're not to drive their car for a week. Gotcha. Right. I'll, I'll respect that. 
All right. I get that you don't want me damaging the car. So, yeah, that's annoying. Seems like a punishment. Gotcha. You know, but did Greg believe that? No, I think he, he, he honestly didn't meant. think it had anything to do with having his 11 year old brother in the car. Like He really didn't <laughs> think that had anything to do with it. <clears throat> but like, did he know that they meant no driving? Probably. I'm about 90% sure yeah. he knew what the fuck they meant. Otherwise, he would have mentioned calls something. Him out on that later. Yeah. It seems like every single person leaves the house. See you later. I'm going to do this, that or the other. He purposely made sure they didn't know. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but sure. I, I'm I'm on the side of Carol Mike. I got you. Yeah. But I mean, Greg's not wrong. That all depends. In, in, we, <coughs> in the courtroom, it, it would hold up. Courtroom? He didn't, he didn't break the law. <laughs> of course not. But you notice how I call him like Greg Brady Esquire. Like he's oh, an yeah, attorney. Yeah. He's like, look, technically you said not to drive our car. Right. And that's what I, I didn't drive our car. <laughs> and that would hold up in court saying, is that what you said? That's what we said. Yes. Did he do it? No. Then no no rule was broken. Yeah, but that's that's a cop out. It is. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But anywho. Hmm. But I was a little concerned about why Alice wasn't in this episode much. She just had that one scene and that was it. Right. I don't know. I mean, even Carol had to go to the grocery store. Poor Carol. Because I don't, I don't think they they filmed multiple episodes at a time, right? They, I think they wrote one yeah. a week and shot it in the same week. Yeah, but poor Carol, man, you know, she got to go <laughs> grocery shopping too. Yeah, right. Oh, and deal with the kids, and then Jenny gossiping, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. talking shit. I mean, she had a she had a rough week. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then having to find fake flies. <laughs> well, she had her triumphs in the week too. So those were her uh, big days in the week. So <laughs> that's what makes her keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, let's continue. So when we left off for driving a little recklessly, Greg was grounded and was told not to drive the car for one week. So taking his parents punishment, literally he borrows a friend's car to go pick up tickets to a rock concert. When Mike and Carol find out about this, they ground him for 10 days and not allow him to even leave the house except for school. Mm. Meanwhile, Bobby and Peter are preparing for a frog jumping contest. Hmm. <clears throat> Let's get back into it. Okay. Scene 10. Later that night, it's night night time. In the <laughs> boys room, everyone is fast asleep. Everyone that is except for Greg, mm. who is sitting up pouting and thinking. <laughs> he thinks for a few moments and then gets out of bed and walks out of the room. Insane. Mm. That was good. It's good. Do guys actually wear pajamas? Like, do you, what do you sleep in? Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> me and you. Nobody, nobody hears this. Do you, it's just <laughs> you and me. Just you and me. What, what do you okay. sleep in? I just sleep in like my boxer briefs. That's, that's it. A, same here. Yeah. I, I don't know that. Mm. Well, then again, we're in Florida. <clears throat> Excuse me. But even when I lived in Illinois, I still didn't wear pajamas. No. I haven't worn pajamas since I was like a small kid. Yeah. To me, it's like equivalent to wearing a long sleeve shirt and then trying to put on a sweatshirt. Because <laughs> then, because they <laughs> slide up your arm. That tends to happen when I wear yeah. long pants, like pajamas. 
As soon as you put them underneath a blanket, yeah. it's like they ride up on your legs. It's like, oh, this is un- just take I, them off. I cannot sleep in a shirt. Like, you oh, I can't even know. Like, like you can't walk around your house in a shirt. I <laughs> know. <laughs> if I'm home alone, my shirt is off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but if people come over, I put it on because I don't want to offend <clears throat> anybody. But, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, yeah. Oh. I just, everybody in this house has pajamas. And it always strikes me weird. Like, nobody actually wears those. But Not whatever. just pajamas, but they all have robes, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Yeah. robes. Hmm. Yeah, I, no. Hmm. All right. Scene 11. Meanwhile, in the master bedroom, Carol is sitting up in bed reading while Mike is counting and doing squats before bed. He counts 46, 47, 48. Carol says, Keep it up, honey. 50 of those a day is supposed to keep you very healthy. <laughs> She's such a bitch. And she just sitting <laughs> in her fucking bed the whole time and just watch him. <laughs> Mike finishes the squats, falls on the bed and says, uh, I think 50 of those a day is staying healthy. It's going to kill me. Hmm. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. <laughs> Carol tells him <laughs> to come in. Greg enters and says, Mom, Dad. <laughs> I've been thinking. <laughs> um, you always said you'd listen to me if I had something to say. Mm. Mike, already feeling where this is going, yep. says, that's right. <laughs> Greg goes on, well, I've got something to say. And I think it's unfair for you to ground me when I didn't disobey you. Carol rolls her eyes and says, <laughs> oh, Greg, haven't we been through all that? Greg says, mom, you said you'd listen to what I had to say. Carol sighs and says, right, go <laughs> Greg, Greg Brady Esquire continues. If you had said not to drive for a week, that would have meant any car. Mike chimes in. You knew that's what we meant. Greg adds, that's not what you said. You said not to drive our car. And Greg's like walking around and Shady's got the whole jury <laughs> sitting there next to him. <laughs> no. Mike says, are you telling us that that would have made a difference? Greg says, it would have made it perfectly clear. Yes. Carol adds, in other words, the misunderstanding was our fault. Greg says, no, it wasn't your fault. It's just that I wish you could have used more exact words. Carol says, is that what you would like from now on? Exact words. <laughs> Greg's, Greg sticks to his guns and says, sure. Then there's no communication gap. Mike looks at him and asks very carefully, are you prepared to live by the same rules? Mm. Greg affirms, absolutely. <laughs> Mike thinks for a second and says, all right. Your mother and I believe that you knew precisely what we meant. Fucking liar. Yep. Greg gulps. And has a weird look on his face. Mike goes on. But if you want to live by exact words, okay. Greg then asks, then I'm not grounded for the next 10 days? Mike says, no. Well, you still have four days to go on that freeway incident. Greg smiles and says, okay. Then I won't miss the concert. Greg tells him good night, and he leaves the room. After Greg leaves, Carol says, I'm not sure we should have let him get away with that. Mm-hmm. Mike says, well, honey, I don't think we're letting him get away with it because exact words are pretty hard to live by. Then they both rub their hands <laughs> together and do a wicked, evil, villainous laugh. 
<laughs> wow. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. It just seems weird that they're not concerned at all about Greg lying. Well, you know what I mean? I mean like, he called if, him out and he said, we know you're fucking lying, but okay. But if it was any other kid, I feel like they would have punished him for lying. Well, Greg's a little older and they're trying to treat him like an adult. Hmm. Okay. So, so I'm curious what you think, how this played out. Like, what would you have done if you were Mike? Well, I would have taken a hot bath and put on Ben Gay. <laughs> Dude. Because of the squats. That yeah, exactly. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> no. No. Oh, in this situation. Okay. <laughs> with Greg and all that him coming in. Remember the whole conversation they had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would I have done? Um, like, okay, let's say like Jake comes in and was like, hey, look, I don't think it's fair. Like the exact same thing Greg just said. Like, right. What would you do? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I would be disappointed that he is pretending like he didn't understand. I'd be really disappointed. Well, and, um, and Mike explains that, expresses that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it would be more of a trust issue than anything else. I'd say, you know, okay, if that's how you really feel about it, then I'd probably say the same thing. But I'd tell him, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for me to trust you now because I know you're, I know you're not telling the truth. I know you understood completely what I was saying. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll make Which, sure to make myself a little more clear next well, I'd be, time. I, yeah. I would make sure that I think twice about letting you borrow the car anymore too. Cause apparently you can't tell the truth and you don't pay attention when you drive. So I'm not going to yeah. loan somebody in my car that does that. <clears throat> that may sound mean, but I mean, it's a big it's trust mean. issue. Yeah. I think, uh, I would have handled probably the same way as Mike and you as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. And what would you have done about, you know, the, the squats? <laughs> I don't even know if I can even do 50 at this point. Try. Let me try right now. <laughs> we'll do it at the next that's, break. Okay. That's that's good audio. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Me doing uh, squats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do with this. We should do them at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do three. Ready? No, we'll do five. Good round number. Ready? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, uh. Uh, 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 that's pretty oh good. God. I'm all sweaty now. I get lightheaded. Yeah, I'm all dizzy. Feels right. good though. <laughs> uh, Did you come too? Sorry. We call each other spunker now. <clears throat> all right. Scene twelve. The next morning, Gross. Peter and Cindy are in the backyard prepping old Croker for the contest. Peter, mm -hmm. while holding his frog, says, okay, old Croker, this is just a warm-up for the big event. Show them you're the best frog. Cindy adds for encouragement, come on, old Croker, you can do it. Hmm. Next to them in the yard, we see Bobby with Spunker, Jan, and Marsha. They're all standing on a white tarp in the yard. Bobby, while holding Spunker, says, remember, Spunker, you're a thoroughbred. You can take him easy. Peter hmm. says, are you ready, Bobby? Bobby says he is. They both is that immediately Bobby being like a frogist? Like, is that like a racist? <laughs> being like, you're a thoroughbred, not a mud blood. <laughs> That's right. You're like frog. You're a mutt. Not next to that nasty mutt of a frog over there. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bobby says he is. They both kneel down on the tarp on the ground, and Peter says, okay, 
The first one off the tarp is the winner. Okay. Bobby agrees. While both are holding on to their frogs, Bobby counts in on your mark. Get set. Go. <laughs> both boys release their frogs and step away. Everyone all cheers for their desired frog to win. Peter and Cindy for old croaker and Bobby, Marsha and Jan for spunker. <laughs> they continue to cheer and jump up and down as the race commences. Only neither frog is going anywhere. After a <laughs> moment of neither frog moving, old croaker finally takes a jump. Peter and hmm. Cindy get excited as Peter shouts just a little bit more croaker. Come on. Then finally, Croker takes another jump and lands outside of the tarp for the win. Peter and, <laughs> Peter and Cindy lost their damn minds. <laughs> Bobby and the other girls deflate in defeat as Spunker still just sits there like a <laughs> bump on a log. <laughs> Peter and Cindy pick up their winning frog and praise him. Peter says, come on, let's give you a treat. They both run off to treat old Croker. Bobby, with a sourpuss, leans down and picks up his frog and asks, Spunker, what's the matter? Are you okay, Spunker? He, wa <laughs> he, walks over <clears throat> he walks him over to his sisters and says, he looks sick. Jan suggests, maybe he ate a bad fly or something. Bobby asks, what if he doesn't feel like jumping tomorrow? Here, why don't you hold him? And he pushes Spunker onto Marsha, and she lets out a scream as she jumps away from him. Bobby then hands Spunker to Jan and asks her to hold him. Jan takes him and asks, where are you going? Bobby says, down to Burke's Pond. I'm going to get a plain old frog, a mutt, <laughs> and walks off. Marsha smiles and says, I think we just became frog sitters. They both giggle. <laughs> And Jan shoves Spunker in Marsha's face. <laughs> Jan, dirty, dirty man. Jan shoves Spunker in Marsha's face again, and she screams again and jumps back. They both just laugh. <laughs> so, do you think that last little jump at Marsha was planned, or you think that's something like Jan just did, or you, well, know, you plumb just seeing did that it? it was like the same exact scream and jump back? Yeah, I think it was planned. No. <laughs> I, I hope Jan okay. washed her hands afterwards. You know, because she got <laughs> <laughs> not a lame joke. Um, it, it looks she gets spunker all over exactly. her hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks if you look really carefully, it looks like there was something because I, I got thinking like, why did they put a tarp down? Like that doesn't they make any sense. Jump out of the tarp, right? But I mean, is that so that you know the frogs don't get? The grass wet or something like what? What's the purpose of it? Like it's stupid. to jump out of right, the but tarp, all they have to know? do is say if you pass this person or whatever, you know. But if you look really closely, it looked like something underneath the blanket kind of popped up a little bit and made the frog jump. I thought of something like that, like for the hat thing too. But yeah. I was like, isn't that just like straight concrete or something like on the it ground? It probably is, yeah. But it looks like something pokes up really fast and makes the frog jump. Because they would have wanted one frog to croak over the other. Croak, really? To jump over the other. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but also, I felt bad for the frog, man. It's probably terrified from being screamed, having Marsha scream in its face. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Like being picked up and thrown around. And, and like, you can tell. Like they couldn't put no animals were harmed and, in it because you know those animals were. Like, 
I'm surprised that frog even <laughs> lasted through the scene. Poor thing. <laughs> scene 13. Later that night, Greg stops into the den wearing a robe to tell his parents goodnight. Mike says, oh, hi, Greg. I didn't hear you come in. How long have you been home? Greg says, about 15 minutes. Greg proudly states, I said I'd be home and ready for bed by 11. My exact words. Mike looks up from his book at him and says, your exact words. Greg says, right. Greg tells Mike goodnight and begins to head out the door until Mike stops him and says, oh, Greg. Greg stops and says, yes. Mike goes on. Did you get around to washing your mother's car today? Greg says, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'll do it tomorrow. But Mike says, you said you'd do it today. <laughs> Greg says, well, yeah, I did. But Mike cuts him off. Were those your exact words? <laughs> Greg repeats back my exact words. Greg rolls his eyes and walks out of the den. Mike gets back to his book, all while having a proud look on his face as he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would have made. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, "No, no, <laughs> you were the one who wanted exact words, so you need to do mm -hmm. it before you go to bed." Sorry, this mm -hmm. you said this, not us. Like we're not enforcing this. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. But also, did you see Mike's shoes that he was wearing? <laughs> no, they had like huge heels on them, like giant heels. I never seen a guy's <laughs> shoes with heels, but whatever. <clears throat> was it like? Like slippers of some kind? No, they were actual, like, like shoes. They were like those boots that zip up the sides that like old people used to wear. Why is he wearing that at like 11 o'clock at night? <laughs> and then he's wearing a, like a turtleneck? The fuck? <laughs> so, hmm. um, Mike turned into a hipster. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scene 14. Moments later, out in the backyard, Greg is getting the hose ready to wash Carol's car. Still wearing his robe, he turns the water on and walks over to the car carrying the nozzle. As he turns the handle on the nozzle to start the water, nothing comes out. He looks back and sees a kink in the hose and walks back over to undo it. Once he does, this makes water spray all over his face. Oh, he got a spunker. <laughs> Frustrated and wet, he has had enough. Hmm. Yeah, I hate to say it, but that kink would not have stopped the water. It was just, it was just the hose was bent. Like it's, yeah, it was like yeah, it was just a weak, it was a weak kink. Yeah, this should have been a little exactly. bit that came out. Uh, scene fifteen. A bit later, Greg knocks on the master bedroom door and walks in, drying his hair with a towel. Carol is sitting at the sometimes desk writing. Greg asks, "Where's Dad?" Carol says, "Taking a shower." Greg jokingly says. Yeah, I had one too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I finished washing the car. I lived up to my exact words. Carol says, I certainly will. And as Greg is about to leave the room, Carol stops him and says, Oh, just a minute. Marsha told me that you were changing chores with her this week. Greg says, Yeah, I, I was a little late in ball practice the other day. And she took out the trash. I said I'd do her next chore. Carol nods and says, Good. Hers was tonight. Greg asks, tonight? Carol says, tonight. And tonight has exactly 15 minutes left as she looks at her watch. Greg just stares off in defeat and sees where this exact <laughs> words thing is going. 
We then cut to Greg downstairs doing the dishes. He sprays out a coffee cup and has the water spray all over himself. <laughs> Once again, he's going to get another well, he's take another shower because, you know, that clean water got on his face. Um. <laughs> he didn't take a shower for real. Oh, so he pretended to fake, like to take a shower so that he wouldn't get in trouble. Well, he's like, oh, he's in the shower. He's like, yeah, I, I just had one too. Because he got sprayed with oh, a hose. Oh, I thought he actually took a shower. I really did thought he actually took a shower. That's funny. Um, I'm convinced Greg's a fucking idiot. Because, I mean, why? why is he always pointing shit at his face? Like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, he's probably like, damn it, this is the 13th time this week I've had shit spray on my face. Like, when they stop pointing shit at your face. <laughs> Just don't go to the gun <laughs> He does that cartoon logic. He does, yeah. No water comes coming Let out. Let me look, look down, down the, the holes. Hole. Like, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scene 16. All right. The next day, we see Peter and Bobby in the backyard with their frogs. Peter and old croaker and Bobby with a box of many frogs. <laughs> He pulls one out and says, you're Herman. Pulls out another one and says, and you're Flash. No, wait. You're, you're Flash. I can't remember which one's Flash. <laughs> Peter pipes up and says, I thought you were only going to get one frog. Not drain the pond dry. <laughs> Bobby says, I got to find Herman. He's my best jumper. But they all look alike. Peter giggles and says, not to another frog, they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bobby sarcastically says, mm. very funny. Then a frog hops out of the box. Bobby grabs for it. Peter says, put them all in a line. And then the one that jumps the furthest has got to be Herman. Bobby lights up and says, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. You're a lot smarter than you look. That's when I was like kind of thinking, <laughs> I was like, can you just use the the one that's just hopping out of the box all the time? <laughs> Maybe that one's your best like, I'm jumper. I'm trying to find Herman, but this one frog keeps jumping his ass off. <laughs> it won't stop. It's like he loves jumping. It's like, I God, get it. Annoying. You're a good jumper. Let me find my best jumper, though. All right, whatever. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bobby attempts to grab all the frogs from inside the box to line them up. They all begin hopping in all directions. Bobby getting frustrated <laughs> says, come on, help me, Peter. Peter grabs one and another hops in a different direction. Bobby tries to grab one and another jumps. It's frog chaos overload. <laughs> it totally was. And that, that didn't really look planned like at all. Really? No, I mean, it, it was kind of like, like they had the frogs like on set and that's what they were doing. They'd be like, dude, this is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't tell the boys. This is what's going to happen. But just you put know, it down Jack there. Was like, and, old Jack turned to Sherwood and was like, watch this. This, this is, is going to be awesome. This is going to be <laughs> And I like how Mike looking like, like stayed in character and was like, come yeah, on, yeah. Peter, help me. And it wasn't just like, oh, Jack, these, these frogs won't fucking stay still. Can we cut? <laughs> I can't work under these conditions. No, it's kind of like, <laughs> at least it wasn't like, like what's my motivation? <laughs> it's not like when, uh, when I think it was Peter or Greg called out for, for Jan as Eve. 
Eve, come on. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that episode, but Oh yeah, I remember something about that, yeah. Oh, was there oh, yeah. somebody is that the trampoline or something like that? Something like that. It was when they run over to the swing set for some reason. And he's like, Eve, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that to me that didn't look planned at all. No. <laughs> it looked like a very, <laughs> very, very happy mistake. <laughs> that's exactly that's just what I was gonna say. Yeah, where you uh, yeah. <clears throat> Good job, old Jack. I don't know if you <laughs> good job. He's probably passed away, but <clears throat> well maybe we could talk to his daughter. That could be that could be Jack's something cool to daughter? do. Talk to well somebody's daughter. <laughs> somebody's daughter. What about Sherwood Schwartz's daughter? Oh, that'd be awesome. Hope that'd be Jubert? great if we could talk to her. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. She comes up later in this episode. Cool. She's awesome. Yeah. But you can't talk to her there because that's just a TV show. Well, I've, I tried, but she didn't. She acted like she didn't hear me. <laughs> and I was waving to her and shit when I was watching it. Yeah, I know, right? She, yeah. She's pretty, but she didn't wave back. Of course hmm. not. Pretty girls never wave at me. <laughs> no. Me either. Well, my wife does. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that could have turned out really bad if I wouldn't have corrected myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm all like, pretty girls never talk to me. Jimmy, you're married. Like, shit. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, scene 17. Later, Greg is in his famous sweater. You're welcome, Jacob. Remember this <laughs> Jacob pointed out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he's on the phone with Rachel. He says, yeah, it's going to be a great concert, Rachel. I'll pick you up at seven. Right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Peter and Bobby walk in. Bobby asks, Greg, can we leave at 7 tonight? Greg repeats in confusion, can we leave at 7? He's like, Psh, I don't fucking think so, little boy. <laughs> Peter adds, uh, that'll give us plenty of time. The contest starts at 8. Greg asks, contest? Bobby says, yeah, you know, the big frog jumping contest. You said you'd take us. Greg says, sorry, you guys, no way. Peter says, what do you mean? No way. Greg says, no way. I got a date tonight with Rachel for the concert. Bobby reminds him, but you promised. Greg says, well, that was before the concert came up. You guys better make some other plans. That's fucked mm. up. My notes are, A, Greg is such a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and B, he just needs to go in the bathroom and take care of business, if you know what I'm saying. He needs to do a like, He needs to. He needs to calm himself down. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> why? He's not. Why he, can't he be excited to go on a date with a pretty girl? At the expense of fucking over his brothers? Just yeah. so he can get some? Fuck that, man. That yeah, because his brothers, his brothers will always be there and will always be his brothers. Rachel's <laughs> before hoes. <tack. laughs> but that doesn't mean you're literal bros. That just means you're buddies. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you 100% agree with you. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, why? I'm all for him going on a date with this chick. Nah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, you made a promise. Nah, it's fucked up. I gotcha. He made a promise. And he needs to deal with that, but not just blow him off, but he needs to do something. But. Scene 18. We quickly cut to the master bedroom where the magic happens, Tag. Ooh, la la. With the boys standing in front of Mike. Whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. Carol is sitting in her vanity, combing her mullet. (laughs) Mike, (laughs) Mike, while putting on a sports coat, says, did you say you'd take them, Greg? Greg says, 
Well, yes, but that was before I knew about the concert. Carol steps into the conversation and asks, did you put any conditions on the promise? Like, unless something else comes up? Bobby chimes in and says, no, he didn't. (laughs) Greg looks at Bobby with an angry look and looks back at his parents and say, no, I didn't. But that's what I meant. Mm. Mike puts his hands on his hips and says, yeah, but we're not talking about what you meant. We're talking about exact words, remember? Greg pleads and asks, couldn't you take Peter and Bobby tonight? Carol, annoyed, says, we have a dinner date. Mm. Mike sighs and says, we might be able to change it, but we're not going to. Oh, Peter and Bobby look at Greg. As if to say, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Greg asks, why not? Carol says, because you said you wanted to live by exact words. Greg fed up with all this learning lessons and tasting his own medicine bullshit gets mad and <laughs> says, well, that's great. What am I going to tell Rachel? Peter pipes up and suggests, tell her there's a big frog jumping contest. Hmm. Both Peter and Bobby giggle. Greg Mm -hmm. looks at them with red in his eyes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, my note was tough shit, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In this episode, to me, and I got a feeling you're going to disagree, but to me in this episode, Greg is more annoying than Carol is. (laughs) He is annoying the (laughs) shit out of me in this episode. He just is coming off uh, as so pretentious. Like he's so fucking full of himself. (laughs) Yeah. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's just being a teenage. Nobody's annoying to me. So (laughs) that's just you. (laughs) He's just so pretentious in this episode. Like, like he's the most important shit in the world. God, it irritates me. All right. Scene 19. A few moments later, Greg is back on the phone with Rachel. He says, Rachel, I hate to tell you this, but I can't take you to the concert tonight. We cut to Rachel at home and she asks, oh no, why not? Greg says, well, it's kind of a long story, but I've got to take my brothers to a a frog jumping contest. (laughs) Rachel says, a frog jumping contest? Greg goes on, there's just no way out, honest. I can't blame you for being angry, Rachel says. Well, things can come up. I understand that. Greg smiles and asks, You mean you're not sore at me? After all, I did promise to take you to the concert. Rachel says, I know, and I'm sorry about that. But maybe we can go to a movie after that frog jumping contest. Greg says, Rachel, you're the greatest, grooviest, and most understanding person in the whole world. Rachel says, Does that mean yes or no to the movie? (laughs) Greg laughs and says, yeah, I'll pick you up at 930. Goodbye. (laughs) Rachel says bye and hangs up. I love how he goes the extra mile for things like hanging up a phone and saying bye. (laughs) He actually puts the phone on the receiver before he lifts it up again. He says goodbye. (laughs) He probably says you're welcome like a loser. (laughs) Um, Um. my notes say she looks very interesting. Didn't she, Tack? She does look interesting. Yeah. And, and you know, she she looks like she'd be fun to talk to. Doesn't she, Tack? She does look fun. I mean, 
I wonder what it would, you know, what it would be like to have a conversation with her. Don't you, Tack? I do wonder. Okay. <laughs> that was my only notes. <laughs> that would be cool to talk to her. Plus, she seems like, you know, the greatest, grooviest, most understanding person in the whole world. She really does, yeah. But, I mean, on a, on a more <laughs> serious note, if I was Greg, I would have been like, listen... I had to take my brothers to this frog jumping contest. You're you hundred percent. You're allowed to come with it. It might be kind of fun to hang out. And then after yeah. that, we can drop the kids off, go see a movie. That way, at least she doesn't think it's bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. It sounds like a really creative excuse to not go out. <laughs> right. I totally would have invited her. Yeah. 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 She's already not doing anything because they had plans together. Right. Right. So I've been like, Hey, do you want to come? You may, I might have more fun if you were with me, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yes. We can watch a frog. Have you ever been to a frog jump contest? Me either. You and know, it sounds like she was somewhat interested in it. You know what I mean? It sounds yeah. like she's like a frog jumping contest. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so this was the uh, special guest in this episode. It was Rachel's played yes. by Hope Juber. And this is her second appearance as Rachel. And she's the daughter of Sherwood Schwartz. So yeah, she is. It's a fun fact. <clears throat> All right. Scene a 20. A while later, Greg pulls into the driveway and tells the boys, listen, you guys, I'm in a hurry. I still have to pick up Rachel and get to that movie. Peter and Bobby jump out of the car. Bobby thanks him for taking him. Peter adds, even if my frog came in 35th, Bobby says, mine came in 49th. Boy, our frog sure bombed out. Greg then pulls out of the driveway and off to pick up Rachel. Peter then realizes something and says, the frogs, we left them in the car. Oh, geez. They try to run down the driveway and yell for Greg, only it's too late. He's long gone and off to his date. Peter shakes it off and says, I bet no one else ever went to a drive-in movie with a bunch of frogs. <laughs> I know yeah. I haven't. Have you? I haven't. Have you? No, I, no. I've actually, have you ever been to a drive-in? I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. I have two. Boom. Do you remember what you saw? Um, or if you went multiple times? I went a few times I think, when I was a little, little kid. It was when I, I was, it was before I started kindergarten. So I was like four. Yeah, it must have been four, five, six, somewhere around there. I remember they had this box that you had to hang on the inside of your window so that yeah, you could hear yeah. it. And then later on, I went to a drive in. Both of these were in Texas, and I moved back here from Texas when I was seven. <clears throat> um, but the second time I went, you had to tune your radio station into a certain yeah, yeah. one. And I remember mm -hmm. my brothers didn't like that one because I guess it made your battery go dead. <laughs> That's what they were saying. Um, yeah, I guess if you didn't let your car run, I would just let the car run the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah like, uh, I, I think drive-ins are a really good idea, and why are we, aren't we doing them anymore? I mean, I know there are still some. They're making a comeback because of COVID. Especially with, yeah. I mean, I've heard that, I mean, there's still some around the country, but not yeah, very yeah. often or not very common. Mm -hmm. They should definitely make a comeback right now. I would have thought they are. because of, you know, pandemic, you would have seen them pop up like immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, that's but, the thing is there's technology now to make like a pop-up drive-in. This screen won't be huge, but there's the technology is there. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess there's a drive-in in Tampa that was still around. It was one of those like you know, classic drive-ins that showed old movies and stuff. And I guess mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit, like they started like really getting a lot of business because it's, it's easy awesome. to social distance when you're in your own car with the windows rolled up. So yeah. apparently they made a, they kind of made a comeback. 
they need to make a full <clears throat> full comeback like even yeah. have like like just because the old like nostalgia i mean of course it's not nostalgia so much for you and i but more people right. like in the 50s and 60s but mm-hmm. but like do the old school style where you have like all the cars kind of pointed up a little bit you know mm-hmm. and you tune your radio i think is really the best to get the best sound because that box was terrible um, yeah, well, then. and then like also have like in the front near the screen like the little playground that also has like the audio there too that you can sit at the playground maybe some benches and also watch it from mm-hmm. there and over there have like all the snacks and shit like that yeah. also have speakers at the snack thing so you can still hear the yeah. movie and like, well, what would be, be so easy awesome. now is all they'd have to do is develop an app and so that when you log into the app, you're at the movie, they have some yeah. kind of code or something on the, on the movie screen. Yeah. You, t- you type it in or whatever, and then you get the sound from the movie. Boom. Perfect. Boom. We should do this. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, but also my <laughs> notes are, you know, um, why the fuck didn't they just text them to come back? I know. I thought the same thing. Uh, I'm like, when I thought about lazy. it, but then I remembered like he, he can't text while he's driving. That's one of the reasons he got in trouble in the first place was for doing stuff while he's yeah. driving. So, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's just one more thing, you know, exactly, yeah. he's trying to keep his nose clean right now. So, all right. Scene 21. Now it's date time with Rachel. Ooh, la, Ooh, la, la, la. la. <laughs> Rachel is sitting in the car watching a Western movie. Greg walks up with pizza, popcorn, and some drinks for them (laughs) and hands them to her. Rachel says, the pizza smells fantastic. Greg agrees and enters into the car and settles into the driver's seat. We see a cut to the box of frogs in the back seat. The lid bounces as one of the frog attempts to escape. The lid eventually completely flies off. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Flies. Greg says, you know... I still feel bad about that concert. Maybe some other time. Rachel looks at him with a smile and says, Sure, but I was really looking forward to just being with you more than anything else. Greg smiles back at her and says, Girls same. That's what he said. No, it's funny because she's a little bit ghetto. She's like, I look forward to being with you. (laughs) (laughs) She said, Girls same. And they share an awkward moment. And then Greg says, Last time we came to the drive-in, I had to bring my kid brother along with me. You, you, you remember that? <laughs> and Rachel laughs and says, yes. How could I forget? Greg adds, what a pest. You remember, remember that episode where they in the, with Bobby? Yeah, and where they had the, 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 the umbrella? He was like... He was like, yeah, he was like his slave and he had to do everything he told him to do or something like that. And Bobby was working that umbrella like you know, like an 11-year-old would. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. Anyway, we come back to the fro- the box of frogs and one of them has escaped. Oh. Greg says, yeah, this time we're all alone. All alone. We cut back to the box, and another one has reached the top of the box to escape as well. Mmm, shit. Greg then slides over to Rachel and puts his arm around her. Oh, shit. She nestles into him a little. Mm-hmm. But just then, one of the frogs does the biggest jump and lands right on top of Rachel's head. <laughs> Rachel's eyes widen as the frog croaks. She begins to panic as Greg says, oh, no, my brother's frogs. He reaches up and pulls the frog off of Rachel's head. He apologizes and puts the frog back into the box as another one jumps out and lands right on Rachel's lap (laughs) and into the popcorn bucket. 
Greg tries to grab it, but it jumps again in between the seat and the door. <laughs> Let me get that off your lap. <clears throat> Greg has the popcorn bucket on his lap. <laughs> oh, I think a frog went down in here. <laughs> he tries to grab it, but then another one jumps out and lands right onto Greg's lap and smack dab right in the middle of the pizza. Mm. Greg sees this and says, oh, that does it. And grabs the frog, but it has melted cheese all over its body. He's disgusted as he tries to grab it and says, I don't think we'll be eating this tonight. As he's trying to figure out what to do with the cheese frog, Rachel looks over at him and starts to laugh. <laughs> Greg gives up and slaps the frog back onto the hot pizza, mind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And says, and he was in 34th place, too. Rachel just laughs. But I'm, I'm, my first note is it was amazing how they got that to land right on her head. <laughs> That's a I train mean, frog. Even, even holding it above, it would have been hard to get it to land perfect and not fall off the side. <laughs> yeah. But what the fuck kind of pizza is I, that? That's the I nastiest that, looking pizza. Yeah, that was like some weird shit that they had what to the use hell? for the frog, I'm sure. But getting back to your first comment, like, I wish there was a way we could ask her, like, how they did that. Yeah, but I mean, this is Hope Juber. You know what I'm saying? This ain't like, this ain't just some extra. Yeah, that's true. I mean, come on, Tech, get real. <laughs> come on, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, silly nonsense aside. Um, I couldn't <laughs> help with this. Enough. Let's move on <laughs> with serious business. I couldn't help but feel bad for the frog. I know that's... I know. It's, I know. It's I, know, know, I, know I know it's silly because most people be like, it's a fucking frog. Who gives a shit? And it's probably dead now anyway. No, it doesn't matter. But I feel bad for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're like, you know... The SPCA was like as hardcore back then as it is today. Well, you know? I, I read an article. I got a little bit curious about it. And I read you know, part of an article that said that the same guy that brought in like the tarantula and stuff like that is the guy that brought in this. So apparently it's a guy that provided animals for movies. So I would think yeah. that, I mean, his livelihood is these animals. So I would think he would make sure the animals getting taken care of. Yeah. I would hope. But uh, this I was, was the, like on, uh, on the office or an office laser. They were talking about they had like. What was a mosquito wrangler or a gnat mm -hmm. wrangler or something like that? Mm -hmm. A guy that had to like control all these little flies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was like his job. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, like it's getting so hard to even work with animals. Like, yeah, not hard to work with animals, but hard because people will complain. So now people are mm -hmm. just using more and more CGI animals, even if it's, you know, yeah. which I think is good in there because CGI is getting better. And, mm hmm. You know, so yeah. Well, it's like with all my with all my reptiles, it's easy for people to be like, "It's a fucking snake. Who gives a shit?" But like these snakes have it pretty good. Like, <laughs> like all of them have, you know, electronic thermostats that keep the temperature exactly where it needs to go, and they all have multiple water dishes: one hot, one cold. Some of them have multiple hides. You know, some of them have lights that'll heat them from above and stuff. So, yeah, I kind of get it. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah. It's true. All right. Scene 22. Hmm. Back at home in the master bedroom. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Mike and Carol just laugh while Greg tells his frog date story. <laughs> Carol says, you might have invented a whole new dish. Pepperoni <laughs> frog pizza. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, tech pepperoni frog pizza. Oh, oh see, I didn't the, get it the first yeah, time. I the, get it. Now yeah, that you explained even, it. Even though there was no pepperoni on the pizza. But anyways, <clears throat> Greg laughs and says, yeah, the evening would have been a complete wipeout if Rachel hadn't have been such a good sport. Mike adds, and none of it would have happened if it hadn't have been for your exact words. Oh. Greg says, say, uh, suppose we could forget about that. Mike says, that's a deal. <laughs> Mike, mm. no waste, no time. And holds mm-hmm. his hand out to shake on it. Greg shakes his hand and Greg tells them good night as he leaves. Technically, Greg says, good night, dad. Oh, and Carol is like, good night. And he's just like, no <laughs> worry. Everybody, good night, dad. And glares at Carol. That'd be funny if he was like, good night, dad. Good night, Carol. <laughs> good night up. son somebody talking to you <laughs> <clears throat> after he leaves Mike says let's get some sleep I gotta get up early Carol reaches over to shut off her lamp as Mike fluffs his pillow <laughs> you go boy hmm. Mike leans in to kiss her but she shuts her eyes Mike says hey I don't get a good night kiss Carol opens her eyes giggles and says you didn't say anything about a good night kiss. Hmm. No, you just said you had to get some sleep. Those were your exact words. No. <laughs> Mike says, oh, no. But that's what I meant. Carol says, oh, well, go ahead. She closes her eyes and puckers up. Mike thinks for a second and says, on the other hand, those were <laughs> my exact words. He rolls uh. back over to his... <laughs> He rolls back over to his side to sleep. Carol laughs and says, oh, now, Mike, come on. Come on. Give me a kiss. Mike smiles and says, well, I'll give you a kiss. No. <laughs> and she <laughs> and she leans in and they kiss goodnight. Oh, and they no, most likely hump, too. <laughs> they probably did. They probably they did. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Carol looks like... Um, in one of the shot where she goes, when she says goodnight to Greg, mm. if you look at her mouth, she looks like she continues to talk, even though you don't hear any audio. You see that a lot in cuts, because a lot yeah. of times you'll see them say the next line, but then they they stay on it too long, and then they cut to the neck from a different oh, okay. angle where the line is inserted. Okay. I noticed that earlier in an episode, or in this episode with Bobby, mm. when he was on the floor with, on the ground with Croker and the fly. Mm-hmm. Like he'd said his next line in that same shot, but then it cut to like a closer shot of him okay. where he said the line again. There was one really, I'm not going to say famous shot of that, but like in Friends, like it cut to this wide shot with the whole group and there was somebody who said something and then a joke. And then Rachel says like her whole entire line, you can see her mouthing <laughs> it like blah, 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 blah. But there was like so much going on in the shot, you don't see it. And then it cuts to just an insert of just her as she says her line again. Okay. You know, it's like, and if somebody had to point it out or I saw it like in some, you know, things you didn't notice kind of video on YouTube or mm-hmm. something like that on Friends. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, damn, she said <laughs> like her whole line right there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Carol sleeps with all her rings on? I don't know. Isn't that kind of weird? How anybody can sleep with jewelry on. I can't sleep with a shirt I mean, on I or do. jewelry or nothing. <laughs> I have my class ring on one hand and my wedding ring on the other. Um, and I have r- necklaces that I haven't taken off in literally years. Um, Ugh, I can't But do she that. has these like big giant like, you know, costume jewelry and stuff. Like, 
just seems weird that she'd keep all that crap on. Um, honey, he's a fucking architect. It was that costume <laughs> jewelry. Well, even well, okay, then it's jewelry she don't wear every day. So it's just kind of weird <laughs> okay. that if you don't wear it every day, why do you sleep in it? <laughs> Might as well wear pajamas. She wants to feel like a princess. It's probably that fucking coral shit that she wanted from Hawaii. She has the flowiest of nightgowns, too. So <laughs> It matches the flowiness of her mullet. <laughs> I love my right. jokes. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. So I thought Barry Williams was really good in this episode. I thought, I think his acting is getting better. Definitely. Yeah, his better acting is definitely season. getting better. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I think I like to. I like to think that it's because of Robert Reed because we hear so much about Robert Reed and right, he right. died so early that he's like, you know, le- like a legend at this point. But I mean, it may mm-hmm. just be, I, I doubt Robert Reed was taking him aside saying, listen, son, you know, I, mean, I doubt those conversations happened. They may have, but it was probably acting lessons well, I mean, that Barry was getting. He did uh, direct a few episodes and I think he directs the next episode, I think. Barry so. Williams or Robert Reed? Robert Reed. Okay. <clears throat> so it's possible, so, but I would I would think yeah. that Barry Williams was probably investing in acting lessons. Yeah. The real well, question is, is can he still act? Because he doesn't do anything <laughs> like that. He does stage shows now. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen any of his stage shows. Neither have I. Oh, <laughs> tax putting on his glasses. Oh shit. I know, because you know why. So I have an email to read. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So this one's from Martha. It <laughs> says, hello, Jim and Tech. Long time living with my Brady Bunch obsession slash shame. I laughed a ridiculous amount when you talked about Alice overhearing Jan trying to opt out of the square dance. <laughs> She's at the kitchen table muttering, fuck, what she hears Jan say. Can't Alice do it? <laughs> <laughs> Also, that fucking take when Carol takes credit for curing Peter's fake laryngitis. Yeah. I know, right? I just told him to gargle. <laughs> Don't, know said that. <laughs> Don't know which of you Don't know which of you said that, but I almost had to leave work. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, the riff on Cousin Sergeant Emma kicking Carol's useless ass out of the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Emma ain't tolerating a fake salad making of an opening gold breaker. (laughs) So fucking funny, she says. (laughs) I was going to call you about not knowing when JFK was assassinated or when the Vietnam War ended, but I'm sure that's already been addressed. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, it hasn't. I know. She said, love you, goofy bastards. Signed, Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. That's awesome. So I did write back and I was like, hey, thanks so much. And I was like, did we not know when JFK was assassinated? I was pretty (laughs) sure it was November 63. And as far as the Vietnam War, like... I want to say 71. I don't I know. I have no clue about I'm guilty about not knowing about Vietnam, but I think we all know that JFK was killed in like mm-hmm. November 63, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd written her back and then she wrote back again. She says, um, you guys deserve the, you guys deserve the propers. <laughs> Two grown ass men dissecting a 50 year old show and making <laughs> boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, ah, hell yeah. <laughs> she goes, ah, hell yeah. What a time to be alive. 
That's awesome. Uh, Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, You're Martha, awesome. Martha. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she rocks. Well, we, we do appreciate appreciate it, Martha. And yeah, we're we're open game, just like the show's open game to us. We're open game to you guys. So if we do something <laughs> silly, call us out on it. Make a joke about it. We don't care. Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right. So in the beginning of this episode, we teased a little something like possible contest coming up. Yes. And Jimmy and I literally just thought of this today. We did. It was literally today. Yeah. Because we thought about it's our second anniversary. And then we looked right. it up because the first anniversary is paper. Of course, we're right. referring to a wedding anniversary. Right, right, right. And the second anniversary <laughs> turned out is cotton. So we're like, T-shirts are made of cotton. Let's do yes. something with T-shirts. So Jimmy came up with an idea saying, hey, we should have the listeners come up with an idea for our next T-shirt. Yes. So, you want to tell listeners what they have to do to well, enter? Well, our idea was, see, all the T-shirts that you see on the on our store was designed. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I say designed, I mean literally with an Apple Pencil and his iPad, it's designed by Tack. He draws all the artwork on our T-shirts. So, whenever we do mm-hmm. a T-shirt, me and Tack come up with a concept and then we hand over the concept to Tech, and Tech sits down and draws it out. And you know, <clears throat> so the contest mm-hmm. we had thought about was, what if the listeners come up with a concept? Now we're not expecting you to draw anything. You know, we're not expecting right. you to. And even if you want to sketch something real quick, Tech would. I mean, no offense, Tech will probably kind of <laughs> redo it into the format it needs to be, the style <laughs> right. that it needs to be. Make sure we're not, you know infringing on any copyright and getting ourselves sued or anything. Um, So the idea is the listeners come up with a concept, email the show and explain the concept to us on what you think would be a cool shirt. We're thinking it should probably be something that's an inside joke. Probably something that is funny. Probably be something that, you know, the average listener of the podcast would get, but perhaps, you know, not too many people (laughs) might get like kind of an inside joke that would make all of us chuckle. Um, we would like to stay away from any kind of images from the show, um, Mm -hmm. meaning any kind of cartoon or photo images of the show itself, because that's getting into some sketchy territory. But Mm -hmm. what we will do is the winning idea that we pick. Um, what we'll do is we'll take that idea tech, we'll draw it up. We'll release it onto the T public store. And then the person that came up with the idea will get a free shirt and it'll be their Mm -hmm. own design shirt. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, And contest starts right now. And it's going to run until November 21st by midnight, Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And the winner will be announced on the November 30th episode. So what we'll do is we'll have you guys email the show just like you did with Tack getting his his ears pierced, which mm -hmm. didn't happen, but that's okay. So go ahead and email (laughs) the show with your idea. And then we'll collect all the ideas. Me and Tack will sit down to think about it. And then we'll announce the winner, the one that makes us and chuckle the most. And when you send these emails in, make sure the subject reads second anniversary t-shirt. Yes. Yes. So. Um, but that way we can kind of, you know, we'll kind of go through it. It'll, the one that makes us chuckle the most, the one that makes us like, oh man, that's awesome. You know, that kind of, we may even refer to some of our patrons to ask their opinion too. But um, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the idea. So we do have a, I have a t-shirt I designed way back in the beginning that's on the T-Public store now that I haven't really mentioned much or even like pushed it at all, right. but it is for about the next episode next week. And I'll talk about it more then. Cool. Okay. Um, 
It would be cool if we made one. I mean, I'm just thinking we haven't talked about this before, but we should make one for the strawberry shortcakes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Is it the strawberry shortcakes or is it strawberry shortcake? Uh, I don't know. We'd have to look and see again, but you could put mm. like fake tour dates on the back. Yeah. We could, ooh, we could put like- cities from people that have written in on the podcast. <laughs> people gotcha. that have written in, we could be like, you know, you know, such Florida or whatever, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when you have an idea, you know, feel free to, to enter multiple ideas. Um, <clears throat> and See, we'll, that was a good example of an idea. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll, um, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, it's gotta be a detailed idea. It's gotta be enough for us to get something out of and actually do it. Um, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like I said, we, we don't want completed artwork cause we're going to do that. We just want a good description of what your idea is and, and kind of what the joke is. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. We would also like to personally thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And Ginny and Jim, we're talking about you guys. <clears throat> and we have a lot of you, you know, that are patrons now, and you guys are awesome. All of you are awesome. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, and we got some homework assignments. First one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, or Castbox, or wherever your podcasts are acquired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell two friends about the show, or like what Jimmy says. If you don't like it, tell your in-laws. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show, or even like don't forget, like you guys can send in audio files too. And if you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it was so funny in that one because that frog jumped right on her head and, you know, Splunker is a, a or Spunker or whatever is a funny name for a frog or whatever. Feel free to send <laughs> in your audio files, too. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where do they do I'm that? Sorry. <laughs> a very Brady podcast at Gmail dot com. Just like Martha, Martha, Martha did. Hell yeah. Or you can join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates like. You know, if the show's going to be late, if we have an extra thing coming out, if we have maybe an extra, mm-hmm. I don't know, extracurricular like kind of thing coming out, like where we might be, mm-hmm. I don't know, talking to random people, I don't know, but just saying. Mm-hmm. And check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our T Public store for the merch. Link is in the description of this very episode. And most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. And for your next assignment on what episode, you're like, what episode should I even watch? Like, I don't know. Jimmy's going to tell you. Yes. On the next episode, season four, episode 16 is what we looked at, entitled Amateur Night. The kids want to buy Mike and Carol an engraved silver tray as their anniversary gift. But Jan goofs up on paying for the tray. To fix this mistake, Jan convinces her siblings to audition for an amateur talent show. That is a famous episode, and I can't wait to get there. And I hate it when it happens. That's happened to me. Like, that must have <laughs> happened to me five or six times when I was a kid. So. Well, as you're going to find out, as we're going to find out next week, Jan once again fucks up an anniversary gift. Shocking. Two years in a row. This is no. my shock look. Just saying. Oh, that's it? 
lockdown. All right. So unless you have something else? Nope. I'm good. Nope. All right. Well, in that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very brave podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.